You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spittin' Statistician. And you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You could also be catching us live on TuneIn Radio, on iHeartRadio, or you could be watching live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube stream live. And if you are, you know that Dane is not alone anymore here in Studio 34. We have a new addition to the show. Chris Bavona, the bounty hunter on the ones and twos. He's keeping us so hot that we sweat steam. But if we get too hot, we may, in fact, harm our newest friend and component of the Fantasy Freestyle. If you're looking on YouTube Live right now, you see that we have a new pet fish here in Studio 34. So the question remains, what are we going to name the fish? There have been so many great nominations so far. On the Fantasy Sports Network, uh, we've heard Mike Gillisley, we've heard Mike Trout, we've heard Tim Salmon, we've heard a lot of other ideas, we've heard Ted Finn Jr. There's a lot of options out here. If you have any op- uh, you know, any nominations, let us know at FNTSY Radio on Twitter. You could also let me know, follow me, holler at me at Spittin' Speeds on Twitter. I was even answering kicker questions earlier today. We got a good show for you, though, on a Thursday, okay? We are going to talk a little bit more about the Conor McGregor-Floyd Mayweather fight that is taking place on Saturday. I'm going to tell you a couple of different ways for you to win some cash on that fight. We're also we're going to go into a little bit of a focus on PPR running backs tonight. Okay, so guys, if you're in a PPR league, gals, if you're in a PPR league that's points per reception, there are certain running backs you may want to target that in that format goes up draft boards. We're going to tell you a couple of those to look at. And that is actually part of our poll today to start it off, okay? Which... Uh, PPR running back, do you think will kind of most impress in that format? We got a couple of options for you. We got Shane Vereen on the New York Giants. Is that the guy you think is perfect in PPR leagues? What about Giovanni Bernard? What about Charles Sims down in Tampa? Listen, we know about guys like Theo Riddick. We know about guys like Danny Woodhead, Bilal Powell, other people. Let us know what you think. We got that up in the poll question right now. There has been some good conversation about it. And as you know, we put the fun in functional sports. Radio. We have come down now to our championship matchup to crown the greatest sports movie of all time. It is going to be Rocky going up against You Killing Me Smalls, Wendy Peppercorn, and the great Bambino in the Sandlot. We'll talk about that a little bit as well when we come back right here on Fantasy Freestyle, where we drop stats over beats on iHeartRadio, on TuneIn Radio, on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and now live on YouTube streaming for the Fantasy Sports Network. You can see our friend. Is his name Mike Trout? Is his name Mike Gillisley? How long will he live here in Studio 34? We come on back. Hopefully he'll still be here. You know I will be here. Speeds the spitting statistician dropping stats over beats. It's the Fantasy Freestyle. Come on right back. Yeah. 
RotoExperts.com Executive Edge Fantasy Football Blackboard. Brand new for 2017, RotoExperts.com presents the Executive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Roll with me through the 2017 season as I get you ready to draft and dominate all season long. It's only going to cost you 20 bucks to win your fantasy league this year. Hell, you spend 10 times that on a Friday night and leave empty-handed. The Executive Edge Fantasy Football Package features articles, videos, and rankings that will help you be the man in your home, office, or high-stakes leagues. Plus, you get private access to the fantasy executive snapchat where you can interact with me directly head on over to rotowespers.com and sign up for the executive edge fantasy football package chill with me all season long and win big in 2017 with the executive edge fantasy football package powered by rotowexperts.com Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. As you can see on YouTube Live, we have a new addition to the Fantasy Freestyle. And right now, we already have a comment and an interesting one. We had a uh, viewer out there say, what about Julian Edelfin? Which I think is very interesting. We will keep the suggestions going on our air at 844-843-6879. You can also holler at us on Twitter. You can comment on the YouTube stream. We like all of the suggestions so far. Listen, I want to get into real quick. I had a rundown plan and then and like a two hours ago, this Yankee-Tigers game had not one, not two, but three incidents in it. Started with Miguel Cabrera and uh, Austin Romine, and they were throwing hands. Let me tell you something. I believe more punches were landed in that brawl than will be landed by Conor McGregor on Saturday. I'm telling you right now, Romine, Cabrera, even El Gatti, Sanchez got a couple in there. Catcher solidarity for the Yankees. And then... A couple innings later, Dylan Batantis with a 98-mile-an-hour fastball to the head of McCann. Listen, I can't endorse that, although I am a Yankee fan. I will say maybe it is possible that his command just lost it, you know, it just left him. That has happened before. I don't necessarily know it is intentional, but after, you know, what we saw early in the game, it probably is, and we have to admit that. But then, in response, Todd Frazier gets plunked. Let me tell you something. We have not seen this kind of fighting and animosity and straight-up brawl in, in I would say, a couple of years in Major League Baseball. It was crazy. Let's see what the repercussions are. you got to think there will be some suspensions after that. I do think it could be a galvanizing force for a team that wants to try to come together. Think about this, Yankees fans. In 2009 and in 1998, the Yankees were in a brawl. They also won the World Series in those years. I want to keep it moving, though, here on the Fantasy Freestyle and talk a little bit about some news and notes that are around um, you know, Major League Baseball that I didn't get to yesterday. Listen, Johnny Cueto, he went three innings in a rehab stint at AAA Sacramento. He may be on the path back. Go check to see if you can get him in your league for the stretch run. Red Sox outfielder Jackie Bradley Jr. is going to the DL. He has that thumb issue. He slid into home on a Tuesday night and he's going straight to the DL. Indian second baseman Jason Kipnis is also on the DL. Now he re-aggravated that hamstring. Remember, a lot of hamstring injuries this year, and Kipnis going back to the DL for the second time with that issue. Cardinals closer Trevor Rosenthal is going to have Tommy John surgery, effectively not only ending this season, but likely all of next year as well. 
That means probably Sing Wang Oh, also known as the final boss, is probably going to be back in that closer role. But it's an opportunity. Keep an eye to see who gets the next save for St. Louis. You could get some more saves going down the stretch there. If you need saves, another person to potentially check out is Juris Familia. Familia is going to be activated by the New York Mets tomorrow. I checked today. He is only owned in 46% of leagues. So right now, if you need some saves, remember, the Mets traded away Addison Reed. They've traded away a lot of people. Familia might go right back into that closer role. Only 46% owned. Check it out. All right, and also Robinson Cano left last night's game. Another hamstring injury. He was legging out a double as a former. As a Yankee fan, a former, uh, you know, Robinson Cano was a former Yankee. I didn't see him leg out many hits, to be quite honest, and this may be why. He pulled his hamstring. He's listed as day-to-day right now. All right. Here's what I want to do. I definitely am going to be talking. We're going to talk Connor Floyd uh, a little bit later on, okay? I told you there's a lot of different ways. I told you about the idea of parlaying Floyd Mayweather with another big favorite. There are some very interesting prop bets that we're going to get into a little bit later on in the show. But... We got to start with week three of the preseason here in the NFL. It kicks off tonight. Many people know week three, they call it the dress rehearsal, okay? This is the week where most of your starters, the real guys, the guys you know, are going to be back at it. They're going to be playing for almost more than a half, okay? You might see the starters out there for more than a half, and we now know who the starters are in some situations, okay? In Cleveland, it is going to be Deshaun Kaiser starting the third preseason season game with the starters that is a huge tell that maybe Hugh Jackson is actually going to turn over the keys to the car to the young rookie out of Notre Dame Deshaun Kaiser you know what is also interesting in their third preseason game the Browns have said they are not going to play Brock Osweiler at all it sounds to me like they're protecting him from any potential injury because he may be on the trading block remember the Browns wanted to kind of flip Brock Osweiler in an NBA style kind of trade it didn't really happen right away but maybe now with injuries and other things maybe Brock Osweiler could still be on the move you know who else is going to be starting the third preseason game for their team the Jacksonville Jaguars will be starting Chad Henny a la vodka. What did I say on the fantasy freestyle? I told you this was going to happen and here we go I think this is now Chad Henny's job to lose he as the starter for the for the Jaguars might be enough to bump up Allen Robinson up draft boards. We'll talk about that later on next week when we get into the wide receivers. Also, uh, did you know that Rob Gronkowski has apparently changed his diet to be a little bit more like Tom Brady? He's cut out coffee and alcohol. I don't know how long that's going to last. I still think we're going to see pictures of Gronk in the club at some point this fall. We'll see if he truly does cut back on alcohol. Giants are now backtracking a little bit on Odell Beckham. He's having, you know, like new age, like blood spinning technology and injections into his ankle. They don't know if he is going to be ready for week one against the Dallas Cowboys. You know who else is not playing this week? The running backs for the Seahawks, both CJ Procise and Thomas Rawls are going to miss the third preseason game. I think this is a missed opportunity because Eddie Lacy has not really impressed in his you know limited work so far with the Seahawks. That offensive line is still bad. If either Procise or Rawls was really healthy and showing up, showing out, they really had a great chance to hop Eddie Lacy on the depth chart. Okay, also, um, Mike Gillisley. 
not the fish, but the Patriots running back. He is uh, back at practice. He was coming back from a hamstring injury. Uh, Matt Forte coming back from a hamstring injury as well. Ty Montgomery returning to practice. So some of these guys rounding into form. And it's important because, like I said, in week three of the preseason, which kicks off tonight, the starters are going to be playing a little bit more. You need to get that chemistry. So tonight. We've got the Miami Dolphins and the Philadelphia Eagles. On Miami's side, here's what I'm looking for, okay? I'm looking at Jay Cutler, and I'm looking at the chemistry with Devontae Parker. We had a caller yesterday, okay, was asking me about Jarvis Landry and Devontae Parker, and I really said that Devontae Parker is the one to watch because Jay Cutler locks in on guys. He's already called Devontae Parker a faster version of Alshon Jeffrey, and I think his down-the-field style, Jay Cutler I'm speaking about, does not bode well for the PPR kind of target monster that Jarvis Landry used to be. Jarvis Landry has averaged over 96 catches in his first three years. I think that number goes down. I think we see an uptick in production and opportunity for Devontae Parker. So keep an eye on that. On the Philly side of things, we've been hearing a lot of buzz about LeGarrette Blunt and Wendell Smallwood. Right? How LeGarrett Blunt maybe has weight issues, how LeGarrett Blunt has not impressed, how LeGarrett Blunt's roster spot is in jeopardy. I want to see what happens now that Wendell Smallwood is back and healthy. He's going to get some burn, I believe, tonight. I want to see how he looks. If he flashes, there could be more buzz around Wendell Smallwood at the top of the running back depth chart for the Philadelphia Eagles. That's what I want to see. All right. And then the next game that's tonight. Is Carolina Panthers and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Chad Henny Olivatka. That's what I'm talking about. And what I this game is also in Jacksonville. So I think it will be very interesting to see what the home crowd does as a reaction when they see Henny walk out, you know, like with the first teamers in that first huddle after the kickoff or whatever it is, right? If that crowd is in full-on support of Chad Henny, it will be a hard road for Blake Bortles to get back in the good graces of the fans and of the organization. On the Carolina side of things, listen. I'm looking at Cam Newton. They're saying Cam Newton is going to play in this game. This is the first time we'll see him in real action with that shoulder, you know, after that shoulder surgery. I want to see how he looks. Remember, Andrew Luck still ain't throwing or still ain't playing, still ain't practicing. And there's now only like six practices left for them before they go to Los Angeles in week one to take on the Rams. So I want to see how Cam is doing right now. Tomorrow, tomorrow. You got the Kansas City-Seattle game. I told you I was interested in that running back room in Seattle, but with both ProSize and Thomas Rawls out, uh, I'm not, you know, you're not going to learn as much. But on the Kansas City side of that game, you also have a running back battle, okay? We're talking about, we're talking about uh, Spencer Ware and my guy, the third-round draft pick, Kareem Hunt. He has gotten a lot of buzz. I want to see in this third preseason game who is playing with the starters, with that starting offensive line, how Hunt looks against against the starting defense of the Seattle Seahawks, which, as we know, is no, you know, is no slouch. Dalvin Cook looked good against them last week. Could a guy like Kareem Hunt do the same as well? The other game tomorrow is New England Patriots against the Detroit Lions. For New England, there's really nothing to learn. We know everything we need about New England, and even seeing how the running back split happens is not going to matter for next week. In Detroit, 
The one thing is this kid, Kenny Galladay. Will the real Kenny Galladay please stand up? Is the kid who went crazy in week one or the guy had one catch in week two? Those are some of the things I'm looking for. When we come back, we're going to sharpen our focus and look at PPR running backs. And we're going to see who could be the biggest boon to you in that format. Okay, it's Dane Martinez, speeds the spitting statistician, dropping stats over beats right here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Come on right back. RogoExpert.com Executive Edge Fantasy Football Blackout. Brand new for 2017, RotoExperts.com presents the Executive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Roll with me through the 2017 season as I get you ready to draft and dominate all season long. It's only going to cost you 20 bucks to win your fantasy league this year. Hell, you spend 10 times that on a Friday night and leave empty-handed. The Executive Edge Fantasy Football Package features articles, videos, and rankings that will help you be the man in your home, office, or high-stakes leagues. Plus, you get private access to the fantasy executive snapchat where you can interact with me directly head on over to rotowesperts.com and sign up for the executive edge fantasy football package chill with me all season long and win big in 2017 with the executive edge fantasy football package powered by rotowesperts.com Yeah, a little Talib Kweli move something here as we drop stats over beats on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm your boy Dane Martinez. They call me Speeds, the spitting statistician. We drop stats over beats. My man Chris Bavona keeping it hot like fire with that music coming in and out, keeping it so hot that we sweat steam. He'll take good care of you. If you want to holler at me this hour, you can at 844-843-6879. We've already had some feedback about how to name the fish. Could it be Julian Edelfin? And we also got a great poll question up. We're asking you guys, who do you think is going to be like the most pleasant surprise among potential PPR style backs? Okay, now if you're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you probably know this, but I gotta educate you, okay? The first thing in any fantasy league that you're in is to know your settings and in fantasy football one of the most important things to know is is it a ppr league or not that is points per reception we are now in a day and age in the nfl history that is so much of a passing league okay the offenses have gone away from the ground and pound that used to be the case and there are now air raid offenses all over the place a lot of people are throwing the ball and that means that running backs are getting more more receptions. We saw guys like Danny Woodhead. We saw Theo Riddick have 80 catches a couple years ago. We saw Le'Veon Bell, who now has like almost as a stated goal to think if he can catch 100 balls, if he can get 1,000 yards receiving and 1,000 yards rushing. There are some backs in the NFL, you know, who are plugging and plodding along, and they don't catch the ball ever, okay? Those are the guys that are going to help you in standard leagues. But guys that catch a lot of balls or a real value in PPR settings, and if you're just looking at you know, someone's article or rankings, you may not know the difference, okay? So I'm going to highlight some PPR backs that I think are very important and in PPR settings are going much, should be going much higher than where they currently are. Earlier in the week, I gave you my, my uh, running back diamonds in the rough. Those were guys like Dallas. 
Dalvin Cook. I told you how much I love Jamal Williams. I told you how much I love Thomas Rawls, even though he will not be in the game this weekend for the Seattle Seahawks. Another guy I told you about who was a diamond in the rough for me is Shane Vereen. And I want to bring him up again to kick off our PPR back discussion. He's going as running back 70. This is 230th overall. This is a guy who has averaged 50 catches in the last three years with the Giants and before that with the New England Patriots. You know, guys like Tom Brady and Eli Manning love the pass-catching potential of a back like Shane Vereen. And Shane Vereen also, listen, if you don't believe a guy like Paul Perkins or a guy like Orleans Darkwa can really take that Giants running back job, they trust Shane Vereen in between the tackles as well. Okay, Shane Vereen is a guy who can not only be a beast in PPR, but who they may turn to, especially if those young kids can't tote the rock for the Giants. So Shane Vereen is definitely one. I told you, you know about Danny Woodhead, okay? You know about guys like Theo Riddick. But how about Bilal Pal? Boom, boom, Bilal, Pal, Pal. Listen, the Jets' offense is going to be atrocious. They're going to be losing games. They're going to need to throw the ball. But they're going to have either Josh McCown or Christian Hackenberg under center. You know what that means? That means a lot of checkdowns and a lot of short yards per target, okay? They're not going to go down the field. Also, the wide receiving core for the New York Jets is nothing to write home about, okay? They have been eviscerated by free agency, team beef, and injury. You got Robbie Anderson as literally the number one receiver. That means, I think, Bilal Powell. Powell could challenge to lead the team in targets, okay? Bilal Powell is someone in PPR leagues. You need to go out and get the game flow will help with the Jets down, and they really have no other targets. How about Duke Johnson? How about Duke Johnson in Cleveland? This is a guy who, you know, Isaiah Crowell is going to be the early down back, the true running back behind that offensive line. I like Crowell as well. Trust me, I like Crowell as a high-end RB2, maybe even a back-end RB1, depending on the size of your league behind which should be an improved offensive line. But Duke Johnson is going right now at running back 34. And I think, listen, if it's a PPR league, you need to get him Earlier than that, he'll catch four or five balls a game. I think he's a good bet to have about 50 catches. Keep an eye on Duke Johnson, another team that is probably with the game flow going to be down in the second half of games and have to shift to more of their two-minute offense, their no-huddle offense, their passing offense. Duke Johnson might be on the field a ton for the Cleveland Browns. Another guy I'll tell you in New England, the pass-catching backs. But the thing is... You don't know week to week what the game plan is going to be for the New England Patriots. If you want to go PPR style back in New England, I think the guy to go with is James White. He's going at running back 37. Could also be Deion Lewis out there. Remember, the Patriots are so deep. They have four running backs who they can kind of use in different situations. But I think the pass catching back will be James White in New England. You got guys like Darren Sproles in Philadelphia. Now, remember, they've got LeGarrette Blunt, or maybe even it's even going to be Smallwood. That's going to be the inside the tackles guy. Darren Sproles, even in his career, like his last year of his career, is going to be effective. This is a guy who can take it to the house, and they love the safety of Darren Sproles for Carson Wentz down there in Philly. There's other guys. We mentioned Giovanni Bernard in Cincinnati. Jeremy Hill wasn't able to do it. Joe Mixon, is he going to be a true three-down back right away in his rookie year? I don't think so. I think there's still opportunity for Giovanni Bernard. Okay, in Washington, Washington is a team I think the bottom is going to fall out. 
I think Washington is staring a 5-11 and season in the face. Washington lost both of their wide receivers in Deshaun Jackson and Pierre Garçon. Yeah, they brought in Terrell Pryor, but Kirk Cousins throws the ball all the time. That offense is a passing offense. I think Washington will be behind. I don't trust fat Rob Kelly in those situations. You know who's going to be on the field? It's going to be Chris Thompson for the Washington football team. Chris Thompson is going at running back 54. Okay, you can get him very late in drafts, okay? I'm talking 12, 13, 14th round. And if you can do that, Chris Thompson can be a PPR weapon for you. There's other guys like Charles Sims in Tampa Bay. Same kind of context. You know that one of the things they're trying to do with Jameis Winston is help him control his aggression, not go down the field as much. That could mean more check down opportunities for Charles Sims in the passing game. The last guy I'll give you is the guy who led among running backs the Oakland Raiders in targets last year, and that's Jalen Richard. They now have Marshawn Lynch in there, but remember, Marshawn Lynch didn't play at all last year. Marshawn Lynch is not going to be on the field all the time. The pass catching back for the Oakland Raiders is Jalen Richard. He's going at RB 65 right now. I think in PPR settings, he could be worth a look. All right. I put up a poll question about this. The options I had up were Shane Vereen, Giovanni Bernard, and Charles Sims. Because I thought outside of, you know, like your Woodheads and your Theo Riddicks, that these would be well-known guys. And right now, 35% of you agree with me that Shane Vereen could be the most, what I called, pleasant surprise in PPR formats. And that's because I'm fading Paul Perkins. I'm fading Orleans Darkwa. 35% of you agree with me that Shane Vereen could be the most pleasant surprise in this format. 21% say Giovanni Bernard, 20% say Charles Sims, but 24% say other. So I want to see who some of the re- responses are. Okay. Big shout out to Ross Watson on Twitter at Birdman underscore golf. They say Duke Johnson. I agree with that. And the reason I agree with that also is because Cleveland's going to be down. Cleveland has a young quarterback. That equals check downs to the back. I like that option. I mentioned it before. Zach Davis at Zach Mamba 68 on Twitter says CJ Procise. Now that is interesting as well. The thing is, C.J. Procise, they fear, is very injury-prone. He's got a groin injury now. We talked about him being held out. And I, I think that C.J. Procise is one of those guys who will never be fully healthy. I don't know if I'm going to take a risk on him, but he does fit the profile. Did that at Notre Dame. Did it for a little bit with Seattle. C.J. Procise is another PPR back to consider. Danstardam on Twitter, at DabberDanLit. He says, my guy, Chris Thompson. I agree. Chris Thompson is someone that is a PPR option. I think Washington is going to be down and Kirk Cousins is going to throw. We also got Clayton Trahan on Twitter at Claymore's FFB. Duke Johnson, they say. I agree. We talked about Duke Johnson. The reply goes, he and Powell, who's admittedly a little bit more hyped, could potentially lead their teams in Targets. Listen, if the Jets, I'm telling you, who else is going to be? Austin Safarian Jenkins, Robbie Anderson. I think that's a decent call by Clayton out there on Twitter. As far as Duke Johnson, I don't think he'll lead the Browns in targets. I think that'll probably go to Kenny Britt out there. And Kenny Britt is also another sleeper. We're going to get to wide receivers next week. I think Kenny Britt will lead that team in targets. But Duke Johnson could be second or third on that team. All right, so... um. We got a uh, we got a caller though. Do we still have that caller? All right. So what do we got? We got Sean in Austin's got a question about PPR. What do you got? 
Hey, how you doing? What's going on, man? How you feeling? Not bad, not bad. So, yeah, I'm in a 12-man PPR squad, uh-huh. PPR league. Yep. And I uh, just had my draft last night. I picked up the following PPR running backs. I got Christian McCaffrey. Yep. Tevin Coleman. Danny Woodhead. Amir Abdullah. And Doug Martin. Okay. Just want to know your perspective. See if I need to. I need to do some trades or. Sure, sure, sure. I, I like. I like. You mentioned Christian McCaffrey. I think he's going to be a PPR beast as well. You know, the Carolina Panthers are changing their offensive scheme, and part of the reason they did that is because of Christian McCaffrey. They also doubled down and got Curtis Samuel in the second round. The Panthers. They're going to use Christian McCaffrey as a kind of Swiss Army knife. The only concern I have with him is he might be a better real life football player than fantasy football player. But I love the Christian McCaffrey. Amir Abdullah is interesting because the pass catching back there is really theoretic and Amir Abdullah has never really been healthy for any long stretch of time. I would worry a little bit about Amir Abdullah because of the overall injury risk. You mentioned Danny Woodhead. Danny Woodhead if he is healthy, is going to be a beast. So I think you're all right there, Sean and Austin. I like your PPR running backs. If you have any questions throughout the season, feel free to chime on back in, and we'll help you out based on the waiver wire or things like that. But I think you're good, especially in a PPR league, to start off when we come back. We're going to get into Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather. It's your boy Dane Martinez. He's the spitting statistician. How to win some money on Fantasy Freestyle. Let's go. Get on board to the fastest-growing fantasy sports radio network in the business. Featuring the FSTA award-winning on-target fantasy, the Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the rookie of the year in the industry, and it's only growing. Fantasy Sports Radio Network at FNTSY.com slash radio. Welcome back to the uh, Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I'm your boy Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician, holding you down on a Thursday with my man Chris Bavona, the Bounty Hunter. Hey, um, Chris, let me ask you something. We were talking about PPR running backs and how in that format there are certain pass-catching backs out there that are much more valuable. I gave him about 10 or 12 different options to help you win your league. Chris, you got any others you want to throw out there or any that you specifically like? in PPR formats? It's funny. Chris and I are sitting here talking to each other, and we both really actually do like Amir Abdullah, even though, you know, you said he's injury prone. Yep. But for some reason, we just have this good feeling about Abdullah this, this year that uh, he could get a little bit more in the PPR format. And I think Chris is actually going to say something to you in a little bit here. All right, all right. But uh, there's the thing. with In that situation, my, my issue is really the Theo Riddick. You know, Theo Riddick has been in that role for so long. Theo Riddick is that guy who's going to get now you think think Amir Abdullah will just play the same role. I, you know, Jim Bob Cooter in that offense, Matthew Stafford, they will throw the ball. But I don't know if there's ever been a, um, a team that has, like, not one but two PPR backs that both get over, like, 50 catches. I don't know. Chris, what do you think? Well, yeah, I mean, that's rare, of course. Um, but, I mean, I watched Amir Abdullah play, and the Riddick last year had to come in and be the featured back when Abdullah got hurt. Right. He obviously couldn't handle that role. I don't think he's... That type of back. He's a third down back, I would say, right? Fair enough. But, but here's the thing. Do you trust Abdullah to stay healthy? I do because, honestly, I know a lot of people say he gets hurt and he got hurt all last year. But he was hurt from one injury the entire year. Mm-hmm. Uh, his rookie season, 
he was in all 16 games. He was just behind Joyke Bell on the depth chart, so he didn't really get an opportunity to play as much. I think we're a, it's a little being, being overplayed a little bit with the injury risk on him. Uh, I'd give him one more shot and draft him in the 6th, 7th, 8th round if right. I can. And I, he has the talent, and that's where it is. I think there's very high upside for him. Yeah, I remember him at Nebraska. Listen, he looked like a beast. And coming out coming out of the draft, a lot of people were high on Amir Abdullah. If you want to know the truth, a funny thing, last year the, the Arizona Cardinals, they were on that show All or Nothing. I think it's on like uh, – you know, like Amazon streaming, whatever it is. And they said, you know, they had cameras there at draft day. They wanted, this being the Arizona Cardinals, they wanted Amir Abdullah. They thought his skill, like, I agree with you, Chris. Everyone, like, really loved him coming out. I remember him at Nebraska. The Lions then drafted Amir Abdullah. And you know uh, who the Cardinals wound up with in the next round, Chris? Do you know who they, quote-unquote, settled on? It yes. was Yeah, it was David Johnson. Mm-hmm. So I think that worked out okay, you know. But, um, yeah, it's possible for Amir Abdullah. Listen. Guys, here's what we're going to be doing. Here's what we're going to be doing for the next couple of weeks as you get your fantasy football drafts ready. We're going to be talking about it right here on the Fantasy Freestyle. We're going to be talking about it on all the shows on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. So you need to either download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app where you can get all of our shows live or on demand. You need to favorite us or subscribe to us on iHeartRadio or TuneIn Radio because we give you what you need to help you win your leagues and win that cash. The other thing you can do is go over to rotoexperts.com right now and go ahead and get that um, exclusive edge fantasy football package, all right? Because we've got, you know, Hall of Famers like the King, Scott Angle. We have the top ranked uh, ranker, Jake Seeley, the all-in kid. We got, you know, Frank Stanfield, Mike Florio. We got Bobby McMahon and Brandon Murchison. We got everybody giving you, and it's all free, giving you what you need as drafts start to go. We've had drafts right here at Studio 34 and Rock and Riley's over the last couple of weeks and you could always follow me at Spittin' Speeds and ask me any questions you want. Big shout out to the people who have been doing that so far. You could also answer the poll question that we have up right now about which PPR back you think will be the most pleasant surprise. All right. Let's keep it moving because you know what I'm going to do right now? I'm going to help you win some money. I'm going to help you win some money right now. Okay? This Conor McGregor-Floyd Mayweather fight that is going on this Saturday in Vegas is nothing more than a money-making opportunity. It's been a money-making opportunity for Floyd Mayweather because he's got to pay his taxes. It's been a money-making opportunity for Conor McGregor, who's going to make $100 million on this fight. And as recently as 2013, he was a janitor still picking up welfare checks, literally. And this could be a money-making opportunity for you. I have been telling you all week long, You need to empty out the 401k. You need to use your rent money. And you need to put it on Floyd Mayweather. He is now all the way down to minus 400 or minus 450, depending on your shop. You need to bet that. There is no way that Conor McGregor is going to win this fight. And here's the thing, though. Style makes fight. Okay, And that's something that we talk about in boxing, that style makes fight. Floyd Mayweather is not 
a knockout puncher. Floyd Mayweather is a counter puncher. Floyd Mayweather is a defensive fighter. Floyd Mayweather is a businessman. He is not going to put himself in the position where one straight right from Conor McGregor can do any damage or put him at any risk. He is going to outbox Conor McGregor. He is going to put on a clinic on Saturday night or here on the East Coast. It might be Sunday morning because this fight's not going to happen until 11.30 midnight on the East Coast. But here's the deal. Floyd doesn't knock anybody out. So right now, you can get Floyd to win at like minus 400, and I still say that's the safest bet. Put all your money on it. Like I said, empty the, the Roth IRA, whatever it is. But you can get Floyd to win by decision at plus 250. And I think that is a very juicy opportunity because Floyd doesn't really knock people out. Here's my one concern about that being my lock for the fight. Floyd by decision. I even think you can get Floyd by unanimous decision because there's not going to be any you know, split cards on this fight, okay? Floyd by decision, I believe, is the way to go. Here's the only issue. And if you watch you know, MMA, UFC, you know this. Conor McGregor does not have uh, stamina. Conor McGregor gets gassed in rounds four and five of UFC fights, okay? That fight that he had against Nate Diaz, he won the first three rounds, and then he just hanged on in rounds four and five and kind of got through it to win that decision. Conor McGregor does not have the stamina. He gets gassed in his cardio. UFC is five five minute rounds. I'm going to do some quick math for you. That's 25 minutes. Boxing is 12 three-minute rounds. That's 36 minutes. For Conor to last the entire fight and for it to go to the cards, it's going to be another 11 minutes, like another kind of 30% than he would ever have to last in the octagon. My only fear about the, the Floyd Mayweather by decision bet and I still think it's a good one, is what if Connor gets so gassed that even Floyd Mayweather can, you know, knock him out in a kind of technical knockout way where the ref comes in and stops the fight because Connor has nothing left. I think that is a possibility. That's the only reason I would say to go away from the Floyd by decision, but I'll bet it all. I'll bet Floyd to win. I'll bet Floyd by decision. You can get some specific rounds also if you think you want to be real cute. I say don't do that. I also told you, yesterday that what I would do is I would find the biggest favorite on the board tonight I think it's the Cardinals and Carlos Martinez at like minus 220 and I'd take that in a two event parlay with Floyd Mayweather on Saturday okay I would see who the biggest favorite on the board is in Major League Baseball tomorrow maybe it's the Los Angeles Dodgers and I would take them and I would parlay it with Floyd Mayweather on Saturday I would look because college football starts this weekend. And in college football early on, you have some real David and Goliath kind of matchups. I'd find one. I'd bet a heavy favorite. Some actual team going against a small directional kind of school. I'd take them and I'd parlay it with Floyd Money Mayweather. That is the way to go. Okay. There's also some interesting ones. You can get things like how many punches will Conor McGregor land. And let me tell you something. If their props bets about how many punches someone's going to land, you know they're not a good bet to win the fight. Come on, people. Okay, I think there's some late money that's going to come. I think there are still people out there that are waiting for the best price they can on Floyd, and then they're going to drop half a million dollars on Floyd Mayweather. I'm telling you, 
empty out the 401k. You know what's interesting? Um, there's a prop bet of will there be a rematch? And that's another thing I'm a little bit worried about. I'm a little bit worried about that angle. These guys are businessmen. What if there's some kind of weird thing that happens? I kind of feel like something weird could still happen, like a disqualification, like a draw, something to just set up a rematch. So keep an eye out on that. Do I ultimately think this is going to happen? No, I don't think there's going to be a rematch. I think Floyd rides out into the sunset going 50-0 and after this fight. But keep an eye on that. You never know. And one thing I do want to say before we go to the uh, next break, there is a prop bet will floyd win all 36 rounds like will it be 120 to 108 on all three judges scorecards i've been saying that that's a viable possibility i'm gonna i'm gonna backtrack a little bit on that because floyd mayweather may be known to like you know he may be up so big that he like rests in a round or kind of like rope dopes conor mcgregor and to try to like use up that stamina and really throw in one round so i don't think he's gonna win all of the rounds anymore i think floyd though will have such a big lead that he might give away rounds eight or nine or he might give away round two because he wants you know connor to get in there and really start to gas himself out and i do think that's gonna happen you could also bet things like will little wayne wear a shirt in the walkout will donald trump tweet about the fight you know things like that i'm telling you though everyone's gonna be disappointed you're gonna see a clinic by floyd mayweather you're gonna see a relatively boring fight and you're gonna see conor mcgregor get gassed by round nine but the way to do it like i said parlay a big favorite with Floyd Mayweather. And I also like that Floyd Mayweather by decision, because he doesn't knock many people out. If Conor McGregor can stand and be, you know, have the stamina for 36 minutes, we're going to decision and it'll be Floyd Money Mayweather. When we come back, we're going to tie a nice little bow on this episode of the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Tune in radio, iHeartRadio, YouTube stream. Hey, mom. I'll see you right after this. Fantasy Freestyle on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Come on right back. Quarterback to receiver hookups, running back depth analysis. Rookie values in dynasty leagues, deep sleepers, training camp battles. These are just a few of the in-depth features you will find inside the 2017 RotoExperts.com Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. And it's power-packed with so much more, including fully sortable player projections and a custom cheat sheet generator. Plus, you get a full year of in-season coverage as a bonus. Get the exclusive fantasy football package now at rotoexperts.com. Enter free radio at checkout for your special discount. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Chris Bavona dropping the hot tracks on your little staying alive right here as we come back on the Fantasy Freestyle. I also want to give a big shout out to our newest edition. Uh, we got a few new additions, to be quite honest, right? And we got a few new viewers because we are now on the Fantasy Sports YouTube stream. So I want to give a big shout-out and thanks to our guy Chris Ventra as well. He's our new uh, video producer joining Chris Bavona down there in the production room. We got Chris on audio. We got Chris on video. That was Chris Ventra you heard there giving his takes on Amir Abdullah, who he thinks could be a, could experience a healthy bounce back. We also, as you know, as another new addition, 
Nation, if you're watching us on YouTube, streaming live, we've got a we've got a pet over here. We got a fish here in Studio 34. We're talking about how to maybe name this fish. Well, the options are guys like Mike Gillisley, Ted Finn Jr. Someone on the YouTube stream earlier suggested Julian Edelfin and my guy Howie Balaban. You know him. He was on the show. He's been responding to all those greatest sports movie of all time polls. He says, look here. We found someone. He went way back digging in the crates. Guy in the, Di- the Tigers and the Dodgers back in the 30s named... He was named Art Herring. And he apparently had a nickname of Red Herring. That could be interesting because we hope... That our guy right here, we hope that he lives through the weekend. We also hope Conor McGregor lives through the weekend. We were breaking down all the opportunities there. So, um, listen, we got a lot of stuff going on. We got week three of the preseason going on as well. You know, I think Chad Henney is going to grip this job over down in Jacksonville as, uh, as Blake Bortles. Kind of his uh, his days as a starter in the NFL, I think, are done. Tomorrow on the Fantasy Freestyle, what we're going to do is we are going to keep our running back conversation going. But we're going to move over and we're going to talk about the running back Fugazis, Okay, We've been talking all week about guys that I like, whether it be in standard or PPR formats. we got to give you the flip side. Okay, There's a couple of running backs that are out there that I think are going to completely underperform their value. Or there's some hot rookies behind them that are going to really push them we're going to give you those guys tomorrow because i know a lot of people have their fantasy football drafts happening this weekend coinciding with week three of the preseason the buzz is palpable and that's why we got more people hopefully listening on tune in radio on iheart radio on the fantasy sports radio network on the fantasy sports radio network app and now you can see fantasy freestyle right here on the fantasy sports youtube live so we're real excited about that Last thing I want to do is I want to check in on the poll one more time that we did today talking about the PPR backs. Okay, the PPR backs right now, 36% of you agree with me that Shane Vereen is going to be a big-time surprise. Okay, and then... uh Ooh, ooh, we have a new nominee for our fish. We're going to close out. I told you, let me tell you something. This guy, this guy, Chris Ventra, our newest producer over there on the video side, he's got a nomination for our fish. What about Catfish Hunter? Ah, former relief stud for the A's and the Yankees. I like that one. I like that one. Hey, Chris, you're doing big things early on in your tenure here at the Fantasy Sports Radio Network on that YouTube stream. Thanks to everybody who was watching there and responding and liking and subscribing. We really appreciate it. Hopefully, Catfish Hunter lasts the weekend. We shall see. I'll tell you who's definitely going to last the weekend. Your boy, Dane Martinez Speeds, the spitting statistician. Good show. Thanks to both the Chris is down in the booth helping me look good helping me sound good thanks to everybody voting on the polls thanks for everybody suggesting names tomorrow we'll break down any last minute news of conor mcgregor floyd mayweather i give you my running back fugazi we also react will it be chad henny will it be blake bortles we'll probably have news on that as well and i'll be here to bring it to you live on the award-winning fantasy sports radio network come on back tomorrow Big show. Peace.